I'm glad to be back to normal people hours, even though I was only overnight for three months. Well, yeah, it, it, that's enough. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's enough, enough to be like, it's enough to be depressed. You're like, oh, people are like, it's nice when you're awake when nobody else is awake. But then when it's like, um, when it's morning and everybody's about to start their day and you're like, oh, I guess I'll go to sleep. There's nothing else for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're, I think you made it through it. You're, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Gliza from Classical Adventures for One, which is a podcast where I break down classic literature plots as well as give you insights into their creation. On this episode, I'll be chatting with Dustin about the graphic novel Band Book Club by Kim Hyun Sook and Ryan Estrada. It'll be coming up next. So you have a long to be read list and you don't know how to proceed. Just give yourself a break, my friend, because Dustin can read. Dustin can read. Hi, everybody. Welcome again to another edition of Dustin Can Read, a show that declares graphic novels and comic books can be every bit as profound as full text literature. Joining me today is Gliza from the podcast Classical Adventures for One. How are you today, Gliza? I am doing great. Happy to be here. I'm excited to talk about this book. Just today's been a great day, so I'm quite happy. Well, that's great. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. How are you? I'm I'm doing pretty good, actually. You know, um, it's Friday, so I mean, what's not good about that, right? <laughs> Friday is always great. <laughs> yeah. So Classical Adventures for One, this is the show you host. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So Classical Adventures for One is a passion project of mine where I choose to read classic books that I've, I've never read before and have decided for whatever reason to just do a whole research uh, into it. Now, it's not, it's, not, um, it's not a full like scientific research or literature research that a lot, of, a lot of people do, but it's more of trivias, interesting ideas that I find uh, about the author, about the about the story itself. Um, but yeah, I plan to go through all the classic books that I would say I've read, even though I haven't, just to look, you know, just to look profound or to look to impress people. But now I'm actually reading them so that I can know what exactly I'm talking about. So it's a passion. You can be project. as scholarly as you claim yes. to be. <laughs> yes. So it's like uh, you know how in resumes you put like these are my skills. Well, I've told people that I've read certain books, and now it's going to be real. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they don't listen to the show and realize, hey. Hey. <laughs> she pretty... told me she already read that. <laughs> I usually only do it with exes, so it's fine. <laughs> okay, that's fine then. That's fine. So, like I was saying before, um, I think, you know, some comics and graphic novels, I think some of them should be, you know, worthy of being added to, like, some curriculums. What do you think? I absolutely agree with that i'm a big fan of um comics i'm a big fan of graphic novels other like other than band book club there uh i've actually been reading a lot of different graphic novels um lately because i was added onto this comic book sort of review website it's called soda and telepath so i'm a contrib i'm a i'm a contributor there and every every month they give me uh comic books, graphic novels to read and review. And the last one I've uh, reviewed, one of the last one I've reviewed is called, what's it called? It's called uh, Forever Home. 
And for me, it touched my heart a lot um, because it, re it, it reminded me of my life as, a, as someone who moved around a lot. Um, and I believe that if we put this in, in curriculums, there, there's so much potential for good storytelling that a lot of people tend to ignore, oh, comics are just for children, comics are, or, or, or that kind of thing. It's not important, but there's so many stories that can be told better just by uh, by reading comics and reading um, graphic novels. So I'm totally uh, with you there that it should be part of a curriculum somewhere. Exactly. You know, and like they said, you know, and, and there's the movement of, you know, hey, graphic novels are books. They are books. If a kid chooses to read that, that is them reading. Just let them read, you know, don't criticize them. And there's a lot of teachers and, and people out there who do that. And you're like, you're not you're not with it. You, you, you know, they just say those that can't do teach, you know, sometimes people who, <laughs> some people who teach shouldn't, you know, just even yeah. further, you know, just didn't, you know, don't, don't put your two cents in. let the kid read a graphic novel. A lot of kids can't, you know, hold that attention. They need, you know, or sometimes it's hard for them to read descriptions. And so that it's easier for them to see it. And then they can just go ahead with the story with reading what happens, you know, and, and not so much about all the details, you know, all the little like descriptors of characters of, you know, places and things and stuff. And it's a lot easier just to see it. So I, I've, you know, I'm all about that. And, you know, and especially stories like this one, you know, mm, yes. like band book club, which by the way is by Kim Hyun Suk and Ryan Estrada. And the artwork is by, I want to say Ko Hyung Ju. Ko Hyung Ju. Okay. Um, this book has definite historical significance as well as colorful, entertaining characters. You know, um, it's, it's really it's, it's, it can teach you something, you know, even if you don't know all the, you know, all the politicians and all the regimes and whatnot, it's, it's teaching you about, you know, standing up for your rights and, you know, um, everybody deserves a voice, that kind of thing. And I think that's something that should be shared no matter what. Especially now, uh, especially yeah. during this political climate. I know, um, you know, a lot of people are overwhelmed with politics and honestly, there are times where you're just like, I want to step back. But during this time, uh, it's it's so good to see books like this, you know, becoming popular and speaking to not just um, not just children, but like adults as well. There's even a scene in this book where um, one of the one of her friend one of her classmates was saying like, I just want to study. I don't want to focus on whatever political thing is happening. I just want to study. I came here to get a degree, and your um, your politics, your protests are just bothering. You know, are are, are just getting in the way of that. And um, Hyun Sook actually says, um, there's a reason why this is happening. Do you really want to be, um, do you really want to be quiet or do you really be one of the, the group that uh, is on the wrong side of history when we're fighting for, you know, for just basic human rights? So it, that scene there, it's really one of the things that touched me about this book. Yeah. And it's, you know, the thing is, like you said, it's really relevant today. There's a lot of reasons why it's relevant today. And I mean, it, it's, what's really funny is this takes place in 1983 mm -hmm. It's it, for the most of the book. And it came out, though, last year in April of 2020. So it's, you know, it's basically a year old at this point. Yeah. Happy book birthday, by the way. <laughs> and what I love, about, like I said, what I love about this book is that it, it encourages, you know, using your right to protest while also showing you that, Evil is as evil does when it comes to politics. Right. It just happens, you know. So, you know, and that's where I, you know, I came to this. So you picked this book, this go around. Right. I, I asked you, I was like, hey, what, what would you like to read? And you said you already had this one ready to go and you've been wanting to read it. So mm -hmm. what made you decide on this book in general? Um, honestly, the, the reason why I picked this book 
it has a lot of very personal reasons for me. The, the first one was because um, I lived in Korea for a long time. Like I lived in Korea for about four years um, and it is one of the best years of, of my life. I really enjoyed it. But I also, um, I also left Korea right when at the very end of this book where they were protesting to basically impeach uh, the daughter of the president. So she became president but she was also the daughter of the dictator that was described in this book so i had just left at that time so there's a lot of me that there's a lot of things in me that i was just like i felt like i missed like i missed contributing during that time so th that that's also what that's one of the reasons the other reason is that i actually personally know kim hyun Sook and ryan estrada uh ryan estrada is a good friend of mine um and in Bus he lives in Busan right now, so that's how we met. And the thing is, in Busan, um, the foreign community is really small. Even though Ryan is pretty popular now, like, you know, writing for a lot of different things. Um, when I first met him, you know, we were he, he's still a teacher in, in, in Busan and in Korea. So this, this book is like all kinds of personal for me. <laughs> and that's why yeah. I wanted to read it. That's awesome. I didn't know you you knew them. That's that's pretty cool. I'm, well, I'm going to feel stupid about some of the things I'm going to say later. <laughs> that's okay. I'm actually going to say a lot of things about this book that I'm like, mm, it felt weird for me because I actually know uh, Hyunsook. Um, but I was just like, you know what? It's okay. Just just separate it from your mind. Separate it from your mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier when you're, you're in kind of cartoony, animated looking form. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, not their actual pictures. So I guess, you know, that might make it a little easier. <laughs> so I guess this would actually technically be my first NA book, which is New Adult, because um, it's about a college girl and she's going out into the world and, you know, on her own for the first time, really, and discovering what, what it's really like out there. And it's messy, to say the least. <laughs> um, let's talk about the cover. So it's a really cool cover. And the, it's the only bit of color in the entire book is on the cover and it's only very little color at, at that. It has basically Hyun Suk, the, the main character and the author um, clutching a blue book, standing in a cream colored shirt with a satchel hung around her shoulder and a blue skirt, which I'm assuming is blue jean. They kind of look like mm -hmm. blue jean skirt mm -hmm. um, behind her. We see everything in black and white, just like the rest of the book. And it's a large crowd it looks like they're either protesting and celebrating at the same time with ribbons and signs and performance masks. I will say that the cover could be a bit more like appealing, like eye catching, mm -hmm. but it, it is a very good representation of the book itself though. You know, I usually look at that like, does this look like what happens in the book? And yes, it does. And actually I think this is actually just scenes from the book. They just slapped on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what do you think? Do you think the cover is, you know, a good representation or? It's definitely a good representation of the book. I agree with you. It could be a little more eye-catching to, to grab attention. But one of the things that I really like about, you know, how the book is, is, you know, how, like, in official documents that's released to the public, there's, like, redacted stuff and it's just black markers or black whatever. I like that's how it looks in, you know, in the cover that there's just... Yeah, this, the title and their names. You know, everything just, around is blacked out like there was other things out. there. It's like, redacted stuff. So... I like it. It, it. it represents, you know, um, how the books that they were talking about in this is just bad, um, you know, which I, I wish it was more eye catching. 
but I don't know how they would have done it and still be true. Cause I'm not, I'm not a very yeah. good artist, but I think it's a good, I definitely think it's a good representation of him for sure. I yeah. like, I like the difference in color. Uh, I mean, I like that she's the only one in color though, cause it draws your attention straight to her, you know? So I like you know it. who you're going to be paying attention to. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, would you mind reading the back of the book description for me? For sure. It's 1983. During South Korea's Fifth Republic, a military regime that has entrenched its power through censorship, torture, and the murder of protesters. In this charged political climate, a freshman named Kim Hyun Sook seeks refuge in the comfort of books. When the handsome young editor of the school newspaper invites her to his reading group, she expects to talk about Moby Dick, Hamlet, and the Scarlet Letter. Instead, she finds herself hiding in a basement as the youngest member of an underground band book club. And as Hyun Suk soon discovers in a totalitarian regime, the delights of discovering great works of illicit literature are quickly overshadowed by fear and violence. In band book club, Hyun Suk shares her dramatic true story of political strife fear-mongering, the death of democratic institutions, and the relentless rebellion of reading. Thank you. No problem. Yeah. So from the author's info on the back of the book, the acknowledgement, and you know, kind of a little bio, we learned that this is most definitely a fictionalized autobiography of the author's time in school. Um, apparently, many of the characters are composites of people she's met or interviewed. And I really like it when an author writes themselves into the story, even if it's it's true or it's fictionalized truth. You know, mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's like with um, Darren Shan and the Cirque du Freak books. You ever read those? No. You haven't? Well, so the author is Darren Shan and Darren Shan is the character. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it, so It depends sometimes. Like I like self-inserts if it's well done, but I don't like self-inserts where it's just like you're praising yourself. You know what no, I mean? No, yeah. Yeah, what he did was he created the Darren Shan pen name because his real name is Darren O'Shaughnessy. Ah. And he created the Darren Shan pen name, and Darren Shan was the first, I guess, the you know, the Cirque du Freak books were the first book that he really kind of put out there. And now every other book he writes now has to be Darren Shan because that's what everybody knows him as, even though that's a character in the book. Right, right. <laughs> but he wrote it because the character is the narrator of the book. So it's like, right, hey, right. I'm telling you the story. I wrote it, that kind of thing. So I thought that was, you know, I, guess, I think it gives more weight into this, like, quote, realism to it. You know what I mean? Um, band Book Club is definitely more seeped in reality, though. <laughs> <Obviously>. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely. But I can definitely tell, like, from reading some of these, that some, you know, I can definitely tell some of these conversations were definitely, you know, had. Like, she had these some of these conversations, you know, probably verbatim, you know, and I can definitely tell that the relationship with her family is real. You know, I can I can feel that. So we're, you know, I'm guessing you are definitely familiar already with the you are already familiar with the politics and the regime of that time. Right. Um, it was hard for me to keep up because, I mean, I don't know anything about it. You know, who was the good guys? Who were the bad guys? You know, because they're even talking about like, well, he's saying all these good things, but he's a horrible person. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So like, what's, what's, what are we following here? So, you know, and it's hard enough for me to do that in my own country. So, <laughs> you know, it's hard to keep up. I hate politics. I hate it. I hate what it does to people. Right, right. Okay, let's get into the characters. So we're going to look at Hyun Suk as a character, and that is your friend. That's okay. <laughs> so I was thinking, how would I describe her? Okay, and the first thing I, you know, here's, you know, I'm thinking, hardworking, mm-hmm. 
She's smart, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, dedicated to her family, obviously, uh, ambitious, but naive, yes. completely naive. Even like what's funny is that at the beginning, like the mother is even warning her about some of the things she's going to encounter and she encounters them. Right, she really right. doesn't think it's going to happen. And it happens like right off the bat. So I just thought, you know, what do you, what do you, how would you describe Hyun Suk? So um, Hyun Suk, the character uh, is very naive, is very, um, she has expectations uh, about college life and she wants to meet this expectations. Um, and she's just taken by surprise that, oh, um, I just want to study and I just want to focus on this. And yet, you know, she's surprised by just Hun and just being dragged into all these things, even though she's an adult. I feel like she should have known, especially if she's lived in the area for a long time, I feel like she should have known, you know, what was happening. It's not like a complete surprise that, um, it's not a complete surprise that there's going to be a lot of protests and all that. One of the things that I felt a little bit weird reading, and that's only because I know Hyun Suk and Ryan uh, a lot. Um, well, Ryan mostly. Um, it felt really weird for the love story to pop up between uh, Hyun Suk and Hun because I was like, wait a minute. I had to like, I, it, it felt very weird for me to ship them because I'm <laughs> not actually. You know, Hyunsuk is married to Ryan, and I like Ryan. So, <laughs> so it's very weird shipping Hyunsuk with Amon while reading the book itself. But um, I really liked uh, that there was that sort of like I like I like Hyunsuk how she sort of evolves from this naive girl to this very like you know um, strong, headstrong, quick on her feet. Yeah, quick on her feet, especially that scene with um, uh, Agent OK, you know, when they met at the at the, oh, yeah. at the cafe. Oh, yeah. That we'll get into that awesome. in a minute. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll get into that. That was awesome. She's quick on her feet. She she it obviously, you know, um, changed quickly from that naive person to like, I got to protect my friends. I got to figure out a way to, you know. Sometimes, you know, big events change you, you know, and sometimes you just all of a sudden it just burst. You just inside. You're like, I need to do this. this is, I, it's clear what you got to do, you know, and so that's what happens to her, I think. So thank you. All right. Um, and OK, let's go on to her parents. These are like the first characters that we really see. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, her family owns and lives above this American steakhouse. Fancy steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, this fancy American steakhouse and where people don't really know how to eat the food. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's in the middle of the city of, An- how do you say this, Anjan? Anjan. Anjan? Yeah. Um, it's right in the middle of that city, and it's not a big, popular place. It was, and there's a whole story behind it, which, you know, if you read the book, I don't want to get into that, but if you read the book, you should. You'll hear about the story, and it's really kind of sad, but it's good. Um, her father is just this loving, hopeful, attentive dad, just, just so supportive, and all he wants is for his kids to follow their dreams and go on have a better life than he's had. And, you know, it's just, you know, that... You just love that type of parent, you know. Mm-hmm. The other, on the other hand, you have her mother, who we meet right off the bat, right from the start, is just like this bitter, sexist hag. <laughs> I just, from what I'm reading, I don't know anything about her real mother. Um, she you know she really doesn't want Hyun Suk going to university. Right. She thinks that Hyun Suk should just save up and give her brother the chance to go to school instead. I'm like, see, that's why I was saying she was sexist. I'm like, come on now. <laughs> Don't you want more for your daughter? Come on. Of course, you know, this was the 80s, you know, right. and this even was, then. This is the 80s. 
you know. In the eighties, you would think the eighties. Oh, it's more liberal. It doesn't matter. It's still the you know, <laughs> it wasn't. It's not. It was not. <laughs> it wasn't. A uh, different country too, by the way. Mm-hmm. So very conservative um, country in Korea. Yes, very much. Um, yeah. So, what did you think of the parents? Is it just me, or is there just like a ton of nagging moms like this in like all of pop culture, like all of culture? <laughs> you it's know what I mean? More, I honestly believe that it's just a also part of our uh, Asian culture. It's it's common to have um, like parents that you know, that nag you and want you to do something different and, you know, that kind of thing. I, I think I got lucky in the sense that my parents aren't like that. But of course, there is that, ex- like, there's still that expectation um, that uh, that sometimes you can't meet as an Asian kid. Um, with my parents, I know that uh, they're very proud of me. They're happy with where I ended up in life. But I knew that there was a part of them that still wished that I actually uh, finish law school instead of like deciding to, I don't want to go to law school anymore. I'm going to go somewhere else. Um, I'm going to follow my heart. <laughs> but what? It's, it's, it's definitely um, an Asian sort of thing. Um, it, it is, it has gotten a lot better. Parents are actually a lot more open-minded, that kind of thing. But um, with Hyun Suk's mom, I actually read uh, how uh, when this book came out, um, how her mom was so proud of her and how she participated in like uh, discussing the book to to people and how proud she was about sharing the book. So um, Whoa, that's a 180 and, from that character. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and you see that hint of that kind of character when uh, she comes home after meeting with Agent OK and yeah. she's holding the these, um, you know, contraband stuff in her hand and she cries because she just wants her daughter to be safe. So right. you see that kind of aspect of her that she's just trying her best to become, you know, to keep her like, of course, you know, it, there's still the whole sexist thing and the whole nagging thing. But I think from from that culture, you see someone just trying their best from with what they know. To, right. And know. that's any mom in any culture, exactly. really. You know, right, they just right. want the best for their kid. And, and it, they're just trying to play by the rules of their own mm-hmm. culture, you know. Right. And, you know, what you can't do that. You can't do that. here. You know what I mean? That's not how it is here, you know. And mm-hmm. and that totally oh, makes well, sense. My mom did it to me, you know. That's not how we do things. <laughs> right. I grew up in Mississippi, a gay oh, no. kid in Mississippi. So in the 90s. So it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, so you can kind of see my mom's adapting like, oh, my God, OK, I, I really don't want you. Don't tell anybody. Don't don't say this. Don't say this. Don't say this type of thing to this person. She's just scared for me, you know, and, right, and that's right. that's what it is. It's just protection. You know, it's a little overbearing, of course. Right. But that's a typical it comes mom off, thing. It comes off like you don't like me or you don't you don't respect me or anything. But in the end, it's just them trying their best with what they know exactly. to protect their kid. Love our parents. Yeah, I love my parents. okay now let's talk about the actual book club Mm. so hyun suk gets roped into this performance by well she doesn't really get roped in she volunteers for it uh for this performance by this masked folk dance team and it's it's basically a political folk tale that i won't get into but it turns out this whole thing was just a ruse to have a protest out of nowhere that she knew nothing about. Everything just goes haywire. And this is where she really meets Hoon, um, who discovers she's an English lit major and, and he invites her to join his book club. Mm. 
And so she's like, oh, right, great. You know, I'm going to make some friends. I'm going to be doing something, you know, it's like extracurricular. It's, you know, so obviously from the title, you can guess where this goes. Um, <laughs> unbeknownst to her again, Hoon has invited her to a band book club. There she meets Yuni, Gundo, Suchi, and Jihu. They all have distinct personalities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Hoon is basically the um, the leader of the group. Yuni is the second in command. She kind of reminds me of Daria. I don't know why her character is just kind of dry. It just feels like she's sort of like, she talks right, like this, right. you know what I mean? Just really monotone and just, you know. Yeah. Like Mikasa for a little bit, yeah. Yeah, that's what I kind of pictured. I don't know why I just saw that because she has that dead stare she always has. Mm-hmm. Um, Suchi is the live wire that loves to punch cops. Yes, she is one of my favorites. And <laughs> one of her, one of my favorite uh, lines was by her. Yes, uh, she has um, some good lines too. Yeah, uh, that one of my favorite lines is by her, where she says, "You know, how did you get away?" and you know, I hit harder. It's it, that whole scene was just like, you know, they hit you. How did you get away? I hit harder. <laughs> I just got out of there. So we also have Jihu, who is the soft soul that kind of stays out of trouble. He's almost like the. I feel like he's kind of the heart of the group in a way. Yeah. Um, he, he just loves reading poetry and talks about uh, hope and poems. You know, that's- very philosophical guy. You know. Um, and then we have Gundo. Gundo is Gundo. <laughs> That's how I describe him. He's just a dude who just can't be bothered. Uh, <laughs> he's, you know, his name pretty much says it all. I don't know yeah. why his name just says who he is. His name, you think of Gundo and you see Gundo and you're like, yeah, you're a Gundo. He's a Gundo, yeah. <laughs> I love Gundo. Yeah, he was actually pretty cool. I mean, I would think, you know, as far as the group goes, he's probably my favorite in the group. Gundo? <laughs> yeah, just because I just, I feel like I've known him, you know, like I know him already, I could probably chill, you know, and he's just always like, <laughs> he's always like dropping things like when they're watching that, that, um, that vi- the movie with the lady, the naked lady on the horse, you're like, you can't see everything. <laughs> saying that over and over, like, okay, <laughs> you don't see much, my God, you know? Um, so yeah, I think he's probably my favorite. And you said that, uh, Suchi is yours. Yes, um, it's actually a, th- a three-way tie between um, Yuni, Suji, and Hyunsook. So the girls, uh, they're, it's a three-way tie between them with uh, Suji being like almost at the very top, and then Yuni is like the third, and then Hyunsook is in the middle. But those three are like, I love the girls. It's just, I love them all. Like, I love their different personalities. Yeah, I do too. Who do you think was probably the biggest problem in the group? The biggest problem? <sighs> I'm not sure what you mean by problem. Like, I mean, like someone who probably, let me rephrase that. Who do you think caused the most problems in the group? Probably Hoon for like asking random people to join their band book club. Because um, he kept writing down their addresses. And I, I love Hoon, don't get me wrong. But he is very like, like he could get the group in trouble. With, he's not organized at all. Like no. he just doesn't. He just. I love, I love him, fans. but he would get people. He could get like people in trouble, and he's he's great. But Hoon is like sometimes he doesn't think about what he's doing, and it would hurt the group. You know. Like, yeah, I, and even with Hyun Suk, like 
he just kept deceiving her like, hey, we're going to have this book club and it's a band book club. You know, hey, we're having a cocktail party. It's a Molotov cocktail party. <laughs> um, just hey, we're tell go, her what it is for real. We're going to go to see a movie. Okay. And it turns out it's like news propaganda from different countries. And it's like, what are you doing? Why do you keep lying to her? <laughs> that was frustrating as hell. And the yeah. thing was, and the thing that made me mad about her character at that point, I will say, is that she's falling for this guy who keeps lying to her. And again and again. <laughs> like, it's like, Oh, okay, we're going to go to this thing. It's a lie. Uh, first time, okay. Second time, you're like, what the heck? By the third time, you should know by now that what you're attending would could get you in trouble. Yeah, and it, it makes her come off as a doormat. You know what I mean? Like, And I don't think she is. And she proves she's not later on. But, you know, you're like, what is wrong with you? What are you doing? Oh, that made me so mad. Ugh. So, okay, in the band book club. So they name off some books that they're reading every so often. They throw them out there. Were there any books that were mentioned that, or they were, that they were reading that you were surprised that were banned at that time? Um, I didn't realize that. Oh, so she mentioned that um, Jack London's The White Wolf. Was it The White Wolf? White Fang. White Fang, yeah. The White Fang. I didn't realize that Iron Steel was banned. I didn't either. I didn't know. I don't know much I, about Jack London, but yeah, yeah. I thought that was, I, I I, was, it was kind of interesting. I didn't realize that any of Jack London's book was bad. I didn't even realize that Moby Dick. Oh, wait, no, Moby Dick isn't bad. I was just reading it. Um, but yeah, I didn't realize that a lot of these things like because uh, I enjoyed reading Jack London's book, White Fang and, you know, some of these things. Um, but I didn't realize they were banned. But a lot of the books uh are banned for like the silliest reasons to be honest especially if you're in a uh, part of like a communist country you don't want any sort of mention about the goodness of like non-communism even in even like in the smallest way so i can see how it might be banned that kind of thing but definitely you don't realize how how tyrannical these you know these leaders can be I know it's, you know, they don't want anybody having any kind of idea, not even right. a metaphorical idea. They don't want it. Not even a little bit. No. <laughs> that, you know, and it's just like, you know, if you think about it, voter suppression and whatnot, you know, they don't want people having a say. Yeah. You know, these types of leaders and we're, you know, we know what we're talking about here. Yeah. Look at you, Georgia. Sure. <laughs> um, you specifically, Georgia, where you're not letting people have in other In other states where you're suppressing people. Um, but mainly, you know, the one that just happened. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. And you know, okay. I will say I was probably the most concerned with that rare edition of the Scarlet Letter that he just guts out. <laughs> that he just gutted. I was like, so What's rare? Ugly what are you like, doing? Oh my God. Oh, that just, I mean, I don't even like that book. And I, I just felt, you know, it really hurt my feelings. <laughs> I've never read it. Uh, but I sort of know what the story is about, but like, looking at her being so excited about this like it's a rare edition of the scarlet letter and then she opens it and it's like gutted and i was like i felt that deep in my soul like, papers together no one's gonna look at you if you had things in here i'm like why why the scarlet letter why did you not just pick some random like really nice korean book that no one would ever look at you had to pick right. the scarlet letter what what the and then a rare edition too and she knew it right off the bat, which means you know she loves that book. She loves that book, for <laughs> sure. Like, That's the rear. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. That just, ooh. That does hurt. <laughs> Any book lover would cringe at that scene. I'm sorry. Ugh. 
Okay, finally. Okay, now we're getting to Agent OK. Oh, Agent OK. Okay, so yeah, at first I didn't know, like I was saying, I didn't know if I should pronounce it OK or Oak. I didn't know if it was, <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't know if it was that was his full name or what. So Maybe that's just his nickname, but... um, Or it's his initials, maybe. Yeah, Agent OK. You know, so yeah, this guy's a nut job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, he Super is. Super weird. He basically represents every bad thing about these regimes and what they do to people, you know? And he really seems to enjoy torturing these students that he picks up. Right. Seems like he enjoys it. Even though he's like, I'm going to get out of here. He actually has this like smile. He's really, he's really like, he's a sadist, you know? And he's just messed up. Like he has this sweet conversation at one point on the phone with his daughter and he's checking in. She's in another city. And he's like, I want to get home, but I got I to gotta find the bad guys and stop them. All right, honey, I love you. And then he turns around, and this is when he's, I think it's when he's beating up Jihu. Oh, wait. I think it's yeah, Jihu, because that's Jihu. when he turns and uses the book to smack him across the face with it. Right, 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 right. And that's a hardcover book. <laughs> that, would, that would hurt, you know? So, I mean, like we were saying before, when he finally made his way to Hun Suk. That was my favorite, one of my favorite scenes. Oh my goodness, it really was. I just loved, loved how she, like, he's going to, like, okay, so the whole thing is, he calls her restaurant, and he right, wants right. to talk to her parents. She happens to answer the phone. Yeah. And then she's kind of like, uh, she knows exactly who it is, and he figures out who she is on the phone. And then he's like, I'm going to come over and talk to your parents. She's like, no, we can meet at the cafe. Yeah. And then she's trying to hide, cover it up who she's talking to. She oh, doesn't want her parents to know. And he's oh. like, I'm coming to see you. He's like, nope, no, I'll see you at the cafe. I'll talk to you then. I'll see you at the cafe. And he's like, I'm coming there right now. I'll be at the cafe. <laughs> and totally so blindsided him. I know. So he like shows up at the cafe and he's ready to like grill her. Like, oh, your little friend don't tell me anything. And I know who you hang around and blah, blah, blah. And so I just, you know, she turns it around on him and makes it makes it about her being this frustrated, frustrated, angsty, girly girl griping about her boyfriend and her friends in school. And and she just, you know, and then she starts getting angry and yelling about just the most the things that are not. He's like, what's going on here? I'm, not, I'm asking about what's going. No, no, no. This is what's happening. And I can't study. And all these boys and all these people, they're trying to want they want everything for me. And I can't make up decisions about my own life. Blah, blah, blah. And she just turns it around. And then I even love the part that she turns in her sexual predator of a teacher. Yes. I Okay, so I know we don't like Agent OK. okay. No. And, and we don't like him a lot. But I actually really, of all of the people in the book that I hate the most, I hate uh, Professor Man the most. That's well, yeah, because he's using his position of power. In mm-hmm. At least Agent OK, you know what you're getting. Right. You know he's this mean asshole. You know what I mean? You see it on his face. He even tells you, you know? But this guy's acting like he's this nice guy. He's a professor. He's supposed to be a mentor. Right. And, and he's trying he, to help you and soak and all that. He keeps following her. Like, she's trying to take different buses so that no one, you know, they tell her, hey, don't let anybody follow you. Take different buses. Take a different route. He starts following her. Mm-hmm. And then he shows up on the same bus. But she just switched buses. And then he basically is like, hey, you're a smart, beautiful girl, you know? And. And then he's like hitting on her in the in the place and like, hey, why don't we go get a hotel room? I won't tell anybody. And I'm like, no. And she's basically, uh-uh. She's just like, she lays him down, you know, and I'm not doing and that. And is it just me, but doesn't he look sort of like um, from The Room? The movie The Room? Oh, yeah. Doesn't he look like, what's his Tommy name Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. Doesn't he yeah. look like Tommy Wiseau? A little bit, yeah. He's got yeah, I can see it. They made a they made a movie of it. They should just go ahead and cast him because he's creepy as hell. Um, 
Yeah. And this guy's just so sleazy. He's got the long hair. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm hip. I'm with the kids. No, you're, kids. you're a sleazeball. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think so. That, ugh. <laughs> I just, you know, and the whole thing with, you know, she, she turns him in to the agent. Like, hey, and you know what? I can't stand it. I have sexual predator for a teacher. <laughs> and he's like, what? You're, you're yeah. a police, right? You can help this guy. He is <laughs> this a sexual guy, predator. Guy you need to get. I just hope that that, you know, I hope that, I don't know if this is something that happened to Kim, you know, like to her in real life. I really hope that if she did have this encounter that she did like flip it around somehow, at least something similar to this. I really I hope, really hope she didn't get, I really hope that she didn't get like harassed at school by a teacher, but no, if like, she did, I hope she got them in scene, Yeah. I hope <laughs> this whole scene where she meets with um, Agent OK, I hope that whole scene was real. Even if it felt like, even if it might have been like, too, like you know, but I hope it was real because that's that whole thing was awesome. That, whole that made her character right, right there. That whole scene, like, all right, this is where we turn it around, boom, and then she's like, "I'm a badass bitch," you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you are, girl. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I just I love that character. I just right. love how she handled that. Okay, by the end of the book. Jihu, the gentle soul of the club, has been picked up and jailed for having, quote, propaganda, like we mentioned, of uh, Kim Il-sung hidden under the book of love poems. Or actually, the, the book slip, the cover slip of love poems. He was actually picked up because he looked like one of the protesters, even though he wasn't. Yeah, he was picked up for a different reason, and they held him. They're trying to get him on something. Off. And when they yeah. let him go, like we mentioned, the book's cover yeah, slips cover off, slips. and then there it is, that propaganda. The North Korean propaganda. So, yeah. So the book club gets disbanded. Um, yeah, Hoon's like, yeah, we got to quit this. We got to you know, stop this for now. And um, Hyun Suk seems like she's, you know, but she seems like she's going to continue to protest. As it goes forward, you know, um, and that's what happens. You know, there's a little bit more to it, but that's what happens. She continues the protest on. And so that was 1983. Yeah. Then the book time jumps to 2016 at the yeah. end, 33 years later. And the group reunites at another protest. They catch up and discuss all the fruits of their labor, all the things they've done in the past few years, all the, you know, all the, all the battles they've the won and all the, that. yeah, all the things they've changed. And they've helped change a lot in this country. Um, and it ends with them protesting the current president, who we find out later was impeached yep. a year later and removed from office, like you mentioned. So overall, what did you think? Were you happy with your pick? I'm actually really happy with my pick because I've been, um, like I said, Brian is a friend. Um, but I've been trying to get myself to read this for such a long time because I was just like, oh, it looks good. Everybody's excited about it. But um, I was having a hard time picking it up because I don't like politics. I don't like serious books. I'm have I have a hard time watching anything serious because I don't like being sad. My life is already it's frustrating. Like, you know, it's a it's sad anxiety. It's frustrating. It's you know everything all wrapped up. It just it's not good. <laughs> right. So for me, whenever um, whenever uh, I have to read like serious books or sad books or. Um, whatever it, my anxiety just sort of was like I don't want to do it so it took me such a long time like I bought this book like the minute it came out um, and I had it on my shelf had it on my shelf and then you asked like hey do you want to pick a book and I was just like fine I'll make this and then that forced me to read it and um, I'm glad I did because 
it, it reminded me so much of like Korea and how I miss, I miss Korea so much. I miss, I miss my friends and it, it's, 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 it's very personal. The book, I didn't realize it would be so personal, but it's personal for me, not just because I know Hyun Sook and Ryan, but because of the, uh, the culture at that time and, you know, uh, especially the time jump to 2016, I was there when the rumblings of like, I, we don't like this president or when she won the presidency, I was there. Like a lot of people were like, um, a lot of older people were like voting for her while a lot of the younger people were like, we don't want her there. Um, honestly, the reason why she got impeached, uh, there's plenty of reasons, but the main reason that, um, they were like, they were like done with her was when they had found out that she was embezzling money, like, you know, funds for the country. It's always the money. It's the money. You that touch people's them. money and they will do stuff. <laughs> exactly. So they were upset because they she was giving money to a um, cult leader that oh. was predicting her future, that kind of thing. So it wasn't even smart money wasting. It was just what? like, yeah, it was. It, she was it, spending it, it on mystics and, oh my it God. Was, it was one of those things where I was reading about, I was just like, I can't believe this is real. Well, I mean, look who we just had as president here. So, you know, well, so do you think that like, I mean, do you think that a lot of also what you can feel connection to this because a lot of what's happening in the Asian community now, because of a lot of that strike that's going on nowadays. And it's, it's basically, you know, you you got all this, this hate for no damn reason. I don't see it. I want to know the reason. I know the reason for it. It's not a good reason. It's a horrible reason because we had that shitty president. (laughs) I'm not going to say the name. And blaming, Everybody knows. And blaming uh, this whole thing uh, on Asia. Like, even people who've never been to that country, just like, oh, you're Asian. You probably haven't. Like, no. Or but, you, oh, you know somebody who had no, no, that's not how things work. Do you? Right. But that just goes to show you the ignorance in every country, actually. And, you know, as long as you are not educated, they can, they can mold you, your mind to hate whatever they want you to. So make sure you're educated. Make sure you do your reading. Read things like this. Get, you know, personal accounts of things. And, you know, I really love, I really did love this book. I will say though, like, I'm just like you, I don't like the political stuff, you know, and had this been in regular book form, I probably wouldn't have, but I think the graphic novel made it an easier pill to swallow. And I think that's a good thing. Like, that's why you want these kind of books in curriculums, in, in school, studying these kind of things is important, especially for children, um, just because there's so many books that are so dry and boring. And I get it. I get their importance. But to catch children's attention, we shouldn't be turning away comics. We shouldn't be tur- even video games. There's so many good video games that have good lessons. The the art of storytelling is so important that um, that when people tell me that, oh, I don't like fiction books, I don't like reading fiction books, it sort of breaks my heart because there's so many lessons that you can learn from fictional stories that that you you won't pick up in nonfictional books. Oh, I totally agree. There's this there's this guy I used to work with, and he was like, I can't stand this, you know, this sci-fi or this musical or this comedy or like, why would you want something that could? Why would you want want something that can't happen? I'm like, because it can't happen. 
fuck that's why. I hate the real world because the real world sucks. <laughs> Let me get some fantasy in here. I don't even care if it's based in the quote real world and then something fantastical happens. You know, I mean, that's mainly my kind of fantasy anyway, like superhero type stuff, you know, right, right. it's, you know, somebody gets superpowers and they're in the quote real world and what do they do? And I love that, you know, it's a what if scenario. What would you do? You know, that kind of stuff. And I like that, you know, to me, I think of it as looking into alternate universe windows into alternate universes you know what i mean right, right, right. so yeah i yeah <laughs> i thought this was really good and surprising like it was just definitely a quick read with a profound message it's only available in paperback so it's you know not an ebook yet so you know like i said pick it up if you can there's more to it than i went through over here on here but um you know, thank you again for joining me, Gliza. I, no I, I really appreciate you coming on. It was great to talk to you. Great to learn about more about this book and the backstory. And you knew a lot more than I, I, I was mm-hmm. hoping you would. <laughs> I, know you mentioned, I know you mentioned you lived in Korea. And so I was like, maybe she knows some things. So you did. No, it's great. So make sure you check out her show, Classical Adventures for One, available most places. Um, she has special bonus up episodes, which I guested on one, um, that are available on the Cephalopod app. Or you can get them on Buy Me a Coffee. Uh, if you become a member on Buy Me a Coffee for just a dollar a month, you can get access to um, all these bonus episodes as well as uh, discounts on merchandise that's on Buy Me a Coffee only. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. You can find her on Twitter at Classical Gliza. Um, that's, you know, Classical G L A I Z A. That's how you spell the name. And anywhere else, you know, anywhere else you want them to find you? Um, that's pretty much everything. Uh, you can, you know, all podcasts where podcasts are streaming. Classical Adventures 4.1, however, is my home. So if you guys um, can't find, if you want to have like a different, like if you want to read blog posts, all that, it's all on Classical Adventures 4.1. And I mentioned I was on the Soda and Telepaths as a comic contributor uh, reviewer. So you can find me there too. But Classical Adventures 4.1 is where I am live basically excellent excellent well that's it for this episode don't forget to subscribe to be alerted for new episodes and please rate and review wherever you can especially on apple or Podchaser. um for me and gliza thanks for listening and until next time dustin can read bye bye everybody